Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now, your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you, Pat Militage and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for Yep, 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 yep. That means we are back, ladies and gentlemen, locked and loaded with another episode of The Conspiracy Farm. I am, as always, your ever-faithful co-host, Mr. Jeffrey Wilson, riding shotgun with champion amongst champions, Mr. Pat Millichett. How are you doing tonight, Pat? I'm doing great, Jeffrey. Excited for this show. I think this could possibly be our best guest yet. This is definitely one of our best. We have, since episode one, we've not only been speaking about him, but another organization that I'm not sure if you still work for, but used to work for, and I'm sure you're still hopefully cool with, Newsbud, former uh, FBI whistleblower, Sibel Edmonds, but he also has his own program. He is the editor-in-chief of the Corporate Report, Independent News and Information, resourced out of Japan. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. James Corbett is joining us tonight. How are you today, sir? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you so very much for taking the time. Again, you are in Japan. So, uh, you know, again, thank you for, uh, what'd you say? You're, you're noon there, right? So you're not, you know, it's not really a too huge inconvenience. Well, it's not 9.30 a.m. I'm just getting going. Okay, I haven't cool. had my first coffee yet even. Well, get her brewing, baby. We got some, we got a few <laughs> things to discuss. You know, you, sir, are, again, when people ask me, like, who I get my news from, and this has been years now, you, Newsbud, uh, Webster, Tarp, there are so many people who go so deep into the nuance it, and you, you guys were some of the first people who I ever heard start talking about deep state, et cetera. And now this term's been thrown around like everyone's so informed. Boy, this is a crazy world we're living in. And today we're going to attempt to a, approach just a part of it, one tentacle of the beast in Russiagate. Um, wow. Uh, we had people on dating back last summer who pretty much cracked what was going on with Russiagate. If you don't mind, you know, one of your last videos again was on Russiagate, what they're not talking about. Give us your thoughts on on this thing that's, uh, that has been dogging here the American media for low this year and a half or so called Russiagate and Trump's apparent collusion with the Russians. Well, look, I imagine I don't have to explain too thoroughly to your audience that every single piece of the Russiagate puzzle that they've thrown out there is just a, uh, it's just a ham sandwich. It, it amounts to nothing. Um, it is ridiculous that time after time after time after time after time they throw out a story they and it gets immediately debunked or retracted or you know brian ross gets suspended because oh yeah oh <laughs> flynn flynn was going to meet with the russians before the trump got elected oh wait i meant after uh, right. all of this i mean just time after time stupid stories so i think we know how that story goes but i think there's a deeper underlying part to this the first to point out is what has been pointed out and actually has been pointed out in the mainstream. I've seen it on New York Times. I've seen it on Channel 4. I've seen it on uh, 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 all over the place. Huffington Post. Uh, American election meddling in other countries. Oh, we do it too. In fact, it's the norm. Um, and there's this professor at Carnegie Mellon, uh, Don Levin, who, can, who constructed this database of uh, elections in the post-World War II era. And he found 200 examples of partisan election meddling by foreign countries in other countries' elections since World War II uh, happened. And that amounts to one out of every nine contested political elections in this era. So uh, there's a lot of it going around. And the vast majority of that election meddling was by 
da, 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 the, US, <laughs> right. the U.S. in other countries' elections, going back to Greece in the post, right in the post World War II era, um, in uh, the South Korea before the Korean War started, there was uh, uh, an American-backed. Uh, Korean government that was installed and that was uh, uh, basically uh, put in place as a bulwark against what was happening in the north. Um, I mean, I got I got one of the lists that I posted recently on my Facebook page right in front of me, and it's literally you know from forty eight to two thousand sixteen. Yeah. You're talking Italy, yeah. the Philippines, Iran, Guatemala, Lebanon, Congo, Yugoslavia, Venezuela. I mean, it's just it's. What do you and of course, I mean, the obvious example, of course, is Iran, Mossadegh, 1953, sure. um, with the aid of the CIA, uh, helping to stir up uh, crowds to to oust him and put uh, the Shah in his position. And the the I mean, that is the the part of the Iranian historical context that is never presented in the American mainstream. No, but is, of course, it is living real breathing history that has real relevance to the Iranian even the people. ayatollah who was responsible for the kidnapping of those american citizens in the early 80s i mean he was also somewhat of a he was in he was in contact with the u.s since kennedy's administration in the early 60s and was still in contact when he came to power assuring the american government don't worry this isn't going to affect your oil interests that was the communications that came out just a year or two ago a bunch of those uh, communiques uh, were released. So, yeah, they were involved with that, too. Uh, it, Italy yeah. in the 70s was a particularly interesting example because, of course, that was the Aldo Moro government and, uh, you know, the anti-communists, uh, of course, being supported by the Americans because they're they're for democracy and spreading freedom and peace. Um, but, of course, the, the, the part sorry, that we heard... Forward, you fast forward to, to the Obama administration uh, meddling in Israel's election. It happens time and again, but uh, but at the the point I'm making there is that in the in Italy in the 70s, I mean the the point the part that was revealed during the uh, the Pike Committee and all of that was oh you know there was 65 million dollars that we gave to uh, partisan you know p political parties in Italy and we were you know there was some help that was going on. The part they didn't tell you about was Operation Gladio, exactly. which of course was the undercover secret uh, military operation to um, to commit terrorist attacks and blame them on the communists in order Stay to behind armies exactly right and, so, and this is know, this is something we've been talking about literally some from episode one operation gladio because we always wanted to and, and again another video you recently posted was about the pejorative and i even used the same term in our episode one the pejorative term of conspiracy theorists is there are there are precedents for these things like you said i'm sorry i hate to keep citing your video but in law in jurisprudence there's conspiracy to commit this conspiracy to commit that conspiracies do exist and you know we've listed you know a great many of them throughout you know the history of this show so um you know it's not like we don't know what we're talking about as far as are we you know, witnessing are we witnessing gladio b currently taking place in the united states Agree. I heard I heard the term Gladio C thrown around recently, <laughs> so I don't know what version we're on. But uh, but yes, I do think there absolutely are operations like that ongoing, whatever they're called and whoever they're being run by. Absolutely. Um, when a trick works, they don't tend to put that trick away and never use it again. Well, I can't I, I would I would be I would be remiss. And I'm sorry, Pat, I know you want to jump in with the recent Florida shootings and and 
it, this started for me in Las Vegas. There's been a lot of mis and disinformation around, but man, there's been a lot starting for me in earnest with Las Vegas. And even with this Florida shooting, man, there certainly is a lot of mis and disinformation going on. And for me, when I would post things about this, people are like, man, you're disrespecting, blah, blah, blah. And I certainly, my intention is never to disrespect. I just happen to be that cynical guy who understands that precedent of Gladio, you know, and all of these different inter interventions. So, whether it's a theater blowing up or shooting in a theater or, or a church, I always have to question it because that's essentially what Gladio and all of that was. What are your right. thoughts on the recent Florida shoot? Pat, you're too, because I haven't talked to you since the Florida shooting. What are you guys' thoughts on the recent Florida shooting? And, you know, is, is it legit, the implication of it, the young man whose dad's FBI? There's so many questions here. Go ahead, James. Well, I I I, uh, I haven't been following all the Florida co coverage in depth, so I can't speak to that in okay. uh, detail. But I, I did want to pick up on the point you're making, which is kind of the second part of my Russiagate video. The first part was about, you know, obviously America does it. But the second part of that video is about think about the implications of what they're saying with what they release and what they what they're what they're talking about with regards to Russiagate. They are saying that the truth that was revealed say, in the emails, the DNC emails and the, the Podesta emails, uh, wherever they came from, and it wasn't a hack, but anyway, yeah. wherever they came from, that is the truth. No one no one denies that those emails are, are forged or fake or, or uh, incorrect. That is the truth. But they are saying because that truth comes from these, you know, nebulous Russian hackers that we can't prove exist, then you shouldn't listen. That that truth is actually undermining democracy. Right. That is the point that they're getting report. at right now, it's, where it's truth like literally report. is the enemy. Say it again, Pat. It's it's like they the way they think um, because it was WikiLeaks and and these groups releasing this stuff. And I'm still convinced it was some an in, insider in the DNC that released a lot of that stuff to to WikiLeaks. I, I, it has to be whether uh, Seth Rich or Eric Braverman or right, whomever right. or whomever. Seth Rich, yeah. So anyway. You know, the thing is, is it's almost like these people think that it's inadmissible as evidence. Um, and, and here's the thing also, is that the liberal, the socialist mentality is that everything is permissible um, while the pursuit of their goals are, are at hand. That's the thing. They can commit any crime. They can do any dirty deed as long as it ends up in socialism. I mean, Clinton rapes uh, a bunch of women. Who cares? But, uh, you know, if. Uh, if someone on the right side of the aisle is even accused of that, then it's outrageous. Well, and it's and let's not pretend that the hypocrisy doesn't go both ways. Of course, I think of both course. Sides. I mean, it it is uh, the political system is designed to be that uh, limiting factor on people's uh, political imagination, shall we say? Uh, there is a left, there is a right. You choose a side, and then you you know you fight for your team, and it of course plays into our most tribal instincts as human beings. Exactly, but that's the way that we are controlled. It is a psychological operation to make sure people never go outside the bounds of this is a s acceptable left opinion, this is acceptable right opinion. Well, and and, then, and you just kind of hit the nail on the head on like what frustrates me, and I'm sure Pat and like what as we speak about on this show, the level of sophistication of the psyop and the social engineering has everybody. Would I mean I guess say what is that because I understand what it is because it's a mechanization of control but it's almost like we're living in two different dimensions like we're talking almost a different language to the people who are willing to vote for Hillary Clinton who just continue to buy this like yeah it it's working I guess right I, I think I think the point is that there are different layers of propaganda for different strata of society 
And for the bottom rung, I mean, that's the the bottom rung level of this is the kind of Russiagate narrative and whatever you're seeing on CNN, that kind of stuff is absolutely bottom rung of the propaganda pyramid. It and it's it's intended for, you know, the the absolute uh shall we say least capable uh <laughs> critical thinkers out there it's like wwe almost and, and it's just blatant yeah, absolutely uh, it is it's essentially infotainment or whatever yeah. it is these days it is it certainly isn't intended to make people um better informed about the world no. but i think again social engineers understand that and they understand that there's a significant section of the population that sees through that very easily so i think there are different circles and cycles that they get people into chasing tails and looking in wrong directions. I mean, that's the entire point of the intelligence agencies and how they operate and why they exist. So to think that they haven't set up different layers of propaganda for people who see through the bottom layer would be naive. Yeah. And just the, the latest uh, release of the, the whole, they started Facebook groups, black lives matter and Antifa and other groups um, that, People joined on Facebook and they organized, you know, gatherings and, and it it to me, you know, when I see people respond to that and and they say, I told you, I told you Trump was colluding with the Russians, and you just, I just pull my hair out. I want to pull my hair out. Because we know for a fact, you know, that the dossier was paid for by the Clintons, uh, you know, the DNC. We know that that Steele put together a lot of falsehoods on this thing. We know that they lied and knew that all this stuff was false and where it came from and who paid for it. It was a it was a political hit job, and they still went to the FISA court and got got the subpoena to do the surveillance on an elected president. That's treason. And we uh, we know that uh, uh, surveillance was happening on all levels of the government for at least a decade and a half. We get that from uh, Russ Tice, who was the NSA whistleblower who talked about this. He had the surveillance orders for, I think, Judge uh, Justice Alito in his hands. Uh, and he's seen the paperwork for the, the wiretaps that they were doing on Barack Obama before he was president. When he was still a state senator, they were already uh, intercepting and, and wiretapping him. Um, again, this is the NSA directly. Yeah. Uh, the blackmail, the deep state has their blackmail system in place. That is how, you know, the politicians, yeah. the politicians, again, kind of like the bottom level of uh, the, 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 the propaganda pyramid is the nonsense about Russiagate and stuff. The bottom level of the power pyramid is the politicians. These are yeah. puppets that they parade in front of the people that do not hold the power. They do not have the, the purse strings or the power to actually accomplish any of these you know, deep state operations. So they obviously have really, they have nothing on Trump or they would have, I mean, they would have prevented him from becoming president had they found anything. The only other possibility that I could think of is if it's a Mexican standoff with the Russians who do have something on Trump and the NSA has something on Trump or, you know, the deep state has something on Trump and it's, you know, who's going to pull that trigger and who's going to try to take down the other person before that trigger can be pulled because they want that leverage. I mean, there are so many possibilities when you get into this because we just don't know from yeah. our perspective. What, um, what, what are your thoughts on Trump? I mean, I, believe me, I, I was Pat and I were, were kind of not so much at loggerheads, but I was like, of course, Cl Hillary Clinton's going to win. You know, I, uh, Trump is obviously appealing to more of the people, but, you know, Hillary's so... <clears throat> deeply ensconced in the deep state and that they're just not going, it's just going to be Obama version two. What are your thoughts on Trump? I, I think presidents are selected so much more than elected. How, how did the electoral college even allow that to take place? Was that the beginning or, 
or the crescendo or some part of this white hat versus black hat internal thing, which I hear is going on in the deep state that Hillary and the Clintons were just too much of a liability. How did that work? How did Trump become president? Well, I agree with you. It's a selection. It's not election. The only, I think, real, um, the, the only way that, that that doesn't take place in a straightforward sense is when there is overwhelming support for one person or another to the point where it would be ridiculous to you know just say that the other person won. I, I think selection happens more so than election, but that that's interesting to think of in the case of Trump. So why was that? Because clearly this, clearly Clinton was absolutely the, the perfect deep state candidate. Right. And of course, that's what they wanted. And of course, besides, was the fact the, she, besides the fact she couldn't make it up a flight of stairs or get in a van. Well, yeah, there's that, too. Absolutely. I mean, was there, there that the understanding fact. that she would be mired in all of what we're about to find out with Michael Horowitz internal or in a inspector general report that this, you know, like you said, it goes both ways. But how bad the State Department was under Hillary Clinton and Obama and the, the droppings of the ball. Like, we're going to hear so much more about that. Like, and what, what I'm sorry, your thoughts on that. It certainly is possible, but let's think of it this way. What if the point was to put in to uh, to put Trump in to allow that to be the 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 kickoff for the chaos? Because uh, of course the I've entire agenda too. for the last year and a half really has been pumping up chaos and th and taking the 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 divide and conquer strategy to cranking it to eleven. I mean, it's gone insane to the point where. I, I hear this all the time from the people I talk to in the States. You cannot talk to anyone about politics without it becoming, you know, some big argument or people getting crazy or. Well, you you hear out. about marriages breaking up and family, yeah. you know, people not speaking for, you know, this is this actually happened over these last couple of years. If the rug's going to be pulled out, uh, this is probably the way they're going to start doing it. Well, and, and if uh, so that might have been part of the uh, the plan all along. And you got the new. Fed chief coming in just as market instability kicks up um, and the economic piper is obviously calling for the last 10 years of central bank funny money that they've been throwing um, at the markets. So there's I think there's a, a perfect storm of geopolitical and economic and political uh, things that are coming right now that that are all coming to a head. Yeah, and there's there's no way that this I think. You know, it's not like Trump can do two terms and get out and everything will be peachy keen. There's clearly something that's going to be brought up in the, in the meantime. And as what was it? Who was that? I think it was Chuck Schumer uh, on MSNBC talking, you know, uh, shortly after Trump's election saying, you know, you can't be you can't be uh, warring with the CIA. They have seven six ways from Sunday to get to get at you. Right. He actually said that on MSNBC. I mean, clearly it when and if they want to really pull the the rug out they're going to do so so well and i'm and, glad and, you were uh, sorry, the whole trump trump and is fighting the deep state thing i yeah i i think that is <laughs> another layer of the propaganda pyramid i think that's for the the people who have seen through the bottom layer and are uh, and and want that hope and change hope it porn what i tell you pat you. hope porn is creating the hope porn <laughs> you know i was in a meeting just yesterday in new york uh, new york city and i'm back in iowa today but um, we were meeting with a manufacturer. We're starting a new clothing line. And he has a massive facility, one of the few remaining uh, places on the East Coast that's making clothing, you know. And so anyway, made in America. We want it made in the USA. We're creating jobs. You know, we're talking about things like that. And he, he is definitely into that. But he also leans very liberal. He, he wants immigrants to come in to work in his facility because Americans have been brainwashed that 
you know, these jobs are below us and everything else, you know, and I'm, I'm the guy that dug ditches and roofed houses and bagged groceries and did all those things, um, through my life. And, you know, we got to a point where we started, um, talking about these things. It was, there was, this was after the meeting, this was over dinner and my partners were with me and he actually got nervous because I was a former professional world champion, mixed martial artist fighter. He actually got nervous and said to me, I don't want you to kick my ass. I, I don't want to, I don't. And I go, Charlie, I'm not going to hurt you ever. This is a debate. We, we have ideas. We're, we want the same thing for America. We have different ways of getting there, but we want the same thing. And there has to be just, so there just has to be sense, common sense, um, in these, in these debates to get through to people. And that's all I was trying to do with him. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you because as, as you say, the conversations are getting, uh, more and more personal and more and more uh, uh, people are put at each other's throats. And uh, th- to a certain extent, that's the function of the, the technology itself of the Internet and the social media and the way people are being amped up um, by by that. And that's exactly why f- many of the founders of uh, these various social media websites, including Facebook and Twitter and uh, some of their, their developers are now coming out and saying, we don't use social media. Uh, I actively keep it away from my children because I know what right. it means to your brain. Uh, it, they're clearly I mean, this is clearly a problem. And and the other part of that is. We know DARPA had a program, uh, who knows what they're working on now, but they had a program from 2011 to 2015 that spent $50 million uh, analyzing social media use and publishing hundreds of papers that you can go and read um, about probabilistic models of uh, you know, networks and retweeting yes. and blah, blah, blah. It's all about studying people about how they can get information to spread. Well, and this doesn't even get into to Sophia and AI and how, you know, info yeah. is the new oil. I mean, you're you're, yeah. you're exactly right. Look, I know, I know you said we don't have you for too much time, but per, per the larger extrapolated macro geopolitical, not bottom rung aspect, I've, you know, like I said, I listened to just certain people talking about, and we've seen NATO and their their beef with Russia and all of this. How much do you think this this Western and all of this? I mean, it does remind me of like the '80s, you know, like the, the now the Russian, the Ruskies are the bad guys. How much does this have to do with NATO expansion, the encirclement of Russia, in your humble opinion? That's certainly one of the key factors in this, and uh, obviously, NATO has been lusting after uh, Eastern Europe and going as close to Russia's doorstep as possible since the breakup of the Soviet Union, when they promised, absolutely guaranteed, the documents are out, you can go to the uh, National Security Archives, they just had a big post up about this, absolutely, 100%, they they said, they guaranteed, we will not go an inch east of Berlin or whatever the, the exact phrase was. And of course, what did they immediately start doing? Gobbling up any Eastern European country that would come under their their grasp. And of course, right. Ukraine is the one of the jewels in that crown, um, which was accomplished obviously through deep state operations. Uh, so, and you just see more stuff one, going on in like your Belarus's, your Estonia, these former former Soviet kind of republics. You just see more of this struggle between like you know Russia and and Western NATO forces. You know that obviously. Not even talking about what's going on in Syria and, you know, reporters finding out their role in, in arming ISIS and all that other stuff and how they're just trying to destabilize this region. I was just curious what your thoughts on how if you thought um, yeah. this and, is a larger. And when you look, well, when you look at the uh, the Russian propaganda, like the people who are ringing the alarm bell about the Russian propaganda, which is 
Um, things like the Alliance for Securing Democracy, which has their Hamilton 68 dashboard, where they took these 600 Twitter users that they say are Russian influence or part of a Russian influence operation. They won't tell you what 600 Twitter users, they won't tell you how they determined that they're Russian influence operation or, uh, you know, how they categorize them in any way. But they just say, trust us, we're following these 600 Twitter accounts and this is what they're tweeting about. And, uh, you know, then... It's it's just a propaganda mill because then the New York Times or whatever comes out and says, look, Russian bots are tweeting about this. And that's exactly the way they ran the, the uh, Parkland shooting stories. Russian bots are pushing the Second Amendment in the wake of the Parkland shooting. And no, it wasn't Russian bots. You're getting this from this Hamilton 68 that has these 600 Twitter accounts they're following. They won't tell you who they are. And uh, it, it's a total crock of lies. There was an excellent post up on Moon of Alabama just the other day about this um, that I, I tweeted out. What was the headline while i'm looking for the headline the the point was um that basically this is the propaganda mill that they're they're just uh uh cycling through uh and uh it's it's getting to the point of 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 insanity and when you look at groups like the alliance for securing democracy who are they well they're linked to organizations like the atlantic council which has been credibly accused shall we say in recent weeks of being behind the prop or not uh, website that appeared out of nowhere in late 2016, accusing sites like the Corbett Report of being Russian propaganda because they go against NATO. Um, and all of this ties back to the Atlantic Council and Michael Weiss and people like this, who are, of course, part and parcel and in the pocket of the, the NATO lobby, the NATO expansion lobby and the neocons, the neo-neocons, really. So this is where the Russia hype goes. goes. You can absolutely trace a direct line back to the NATO NATO affiliated organizations like the Atlantic Council. So they are clearly, I think, pushing this and, and certainly enabling it. Um, but a lot of different groups, I think, in the deep state have picked up on this because it serves a lot of different agendas at the same time. Um, but I think the obvious one, the first and foremost one, is absolutely NATO's bigger plan to encircle russia and china really. well and we've seen I mean, here we here we go and I, I, obviously i'm gonna let you go brother. i swear i swear but i mean it's interesting you know the last you know year or so the the assassination of the ambassadors etc and the demonization of russia and obviously there's there's a larger context in which this is taking place so again before i let you go it, extrapolating from the the nato larger version of demonizing russia what do you think the role is as you just brought up china the role of russia and china and specifically china's one belt one road policy and asean the association of southeast asian nations as well as acfta the association of china and the free trade area because that area just seems to be to me and we've spoken about this many times on the show the next phase if you will of geopolitics at large if you will big time yeah. tinderbox yeah 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 exactly and it's uh, i think it's been slated to be the next uh theater of operations since 2009 when hillary in hawaii announced the asia pacific pivot which kind of failed to happen because then you know libya and syria and all of that so they got bogged down elsewhere but i think it is in the cards it's just a question of uh, the way they do this and i think the bigger bigger conspiratorial picture uh for people who haven't seen my uh podcast on china and the new world order would be a good place to start or my recent presentation in denmark on uh echoes of world war one the uh, the bigger point of all of this is uh china didn't just spring out of nowhere as this economic juggernaut it was carefully coordinated and planned to be what it has become by 
people like, obviously, Henry Kissinger working on behalf of David Rockefeller. Uh, all of the connections are there. They're documented. They're historical fact that you can see exactly mm -hmm. how China was built into the position that it's been built into to be the boogeyman of the 21st century, the way the Soviet Union was uh, the, the convenient you know, sparring partner in the Cold War in the 20th century. And I, so I think that is the next phase of this. Um, and uh, the the one belt one road and all of the, the the trade things that are happening are of course just the prelude to more militaristic things like we're seeing now in Africa with uh, China opening its first naval base in Djibouti and things are starting. I, you can certainly see the writing on the wall. It's just a question of when and how these these types of things coalesce. Well, and then Obama so before he left question. lifted the yeah, arms embargo. I'm sorry. I have to ask one question yeah. before you go, James. I apologize. Um, in, in our mind, we feel that there's some sort of a race going on between the, the, the deep state actors and Trump's team trying to bring these people down. What are the ways, what are the obvious ways to you that the deep state could derail Trump besides this Russia stuff in terms of, i.e., you know, chaos in, in America, a, a, a larger growing conflict uh, with another nation or several nations? You know, what do you see them attempting to do? I really hate to put myself in that position because uh, the things that you imagine can so easily be brought to reality and I don't like to spread ideas like that. But uh, if I was a deep state actor looking to cause chaos, what better chaos could you possibly cause than having some crazy lone nut assassinate the president? Uh, right. As right. as shocking and profoundly shocking as that was in 1963, can you imagine the chaos that would result from something like that in 2018. It Looking is a civil war. Absolutely. absolutely. Well, and I, not, a, not, not, not to lament PBS because I'm not a huge fan of it, but they had a great documentary on essentially like the psychology of genocide or the origins of genocide. And it never, the Hutus just didn't out of the box start killing the Tutsis or, or the Serbs and the Croats or anywhere in the world. It always right. takes some kind of, you know, psychological kind of warfare to eventually see that other person is not human. So when you take them life, take lives in mass, it's you're not taking another human being's life. And I totally see that happening right now. The divide and conquer. Um, I mean, it's like COINTELPRO on steroids, you know, globally. And it's like you said, it's families are breaking up. It's it's very, very weird right now. I've never seen it like this. And it's 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 tragic. It's crazy. It is. It's yeah. very crazy. And you know, the, you keep in conversations like about the gun thing and what happened the other day. It just creates, honestly, weirdly more division because it just I don't know. Very crazy world we're living in, Mr. Corbett. Uh, do you want to shout out any social networking? Obviously, you got a lot of things going on. Anything uh, where we can track you down, my friend? Uh, just the best place to go is CorbettReport.com. That's C-O-R-B-E-T-T Report.com. Thousands and thousands of hours of audio and video there, completely free for download. It is a resource. I hope people will use it as such, and I hope it helps people with their, their own research. Beautiful. Absolutely. And again, folks, he is definitely definitely a big brain on these subjects. So please check him out. Thank you so very much for your time, sir. Man, you are obviously welcome as things develop throughout the world, as they obviously will. You're welcome back anytime and continued success and uh, be well, my friend. All right. Thank you very much. Have a good day, guys. You too, Thank sir. You, that was Mr. James Corbett of the Corbett Report. Wow. Patrick J. Militich. Was that not some heat right there or what? Well, he's, a, he's uh, you know, we could talk to him for days and days and days and, and record it all and chop it up and, and you know, in a hundred shows if we want to do if he had the time, obviously. Right. Uh, very brilliant mind. He knows what the hell's going on. And, you know, it's the, so he guessed the thing that stuck out with me amongst all the other stuff that he talked about, which most of the stuff we already know about and a lot of our regular listeners know about, 
But when you asked him the question about, you know, how many people in the public are being duped by the mainstream media, and he said, right, he thinks it's 90%. And it could be even higher in my mind, because how rare are you and I? I mean, I don't... Amongst, amongst people that we know. No, I'm with you. And it's, it's like I said, it's, uh, it's indicative of the conversation now. Like, everything is so visceral. Everyone is, you know, really at each other's... Everything is so diametric, diametrically opposed. Like, there's no real legitimate exchange of ideas. If You know, it's... To answer your question, I we are kind it. of rare. We're, you know, we're the, we're the, you know, tinfoil hat, not to, you know, no puns on our boy Sam, Tri Sam Tripoli's podcast, but we're the crazy people. We're the, we're the tip of the tinfoil spear. Well, now we're, unfortunately, Patrick J. We're not the tinfoil. We're not the tinfoil. Well, I mean, I say again, ladies and gentlemen, go back to episode one. I tried to, pre I tried to do my best consciously to, to preface that episode with like, hey, man, this is who we are. This is what it's about. We we might sound crazy, but we, we're going to try to lay out as many precedent as possible about Gulf of Tonkin or any you know, all these things that play out. And we just happened to get guests, you know, Jason Goodman, George Webb back in July and other guests that were able to read the tea leaves and help us be able to report the bullshitness of the Russian collusion, crowd strike, et cetera. And here we are now seeing it mainstream media with the PP dossier, et cetera. Clinton's stuff's about ready to come out. The so there's no way. I mean, let's let's think about this. There's no way that James or uh, Mueller, that Mueller's going to come out and say, okay, uh, Trump took a trip over to Russia. Um, you know, it was a business trip when he was just a businessman, wasn't running for president, whatever. And um, got a loan from a Russian bank, and and he was, you know, they got to him. They got to him. He's a Russian spy, and and Donald Trump yeah, right. should be impeached. There's no way in hell that that's going to happen. I mean, do you in any way, shape, or form on any planet that we could possibly be on would that ever happen? If they had anything on like that on him, bro, it would have came out by now. They would have shut him down. Dude. And, and Rod Rosenstein or Stein, whatever he said the other day, without impeding on Mueller, Mueller's investigation, said, I mean, he was pretty obvious if you know how to read code on how they talk. No American yeah. wittingly colluded with the, I mean, it, it, he just shut it down right there. He literally shut right. down that particular narrative of the Mueller investigation. But there's more to come. That's why I tell people there is more to come, and it's going to go back to fast and furious i think or fast and furious and obama and the clinton state department and right, right. clinton the, the dnc colluding to steal the uh thing from i mean there's there's a lot more coming the fact that he put you know, the, the, the talk of the talk of the the stuff that they were doing you know the the uranium one thing leads down a road that is much bigger than people even remotely realize there's people out there that don't even know about uranium one obviously a lot of people now they but do the, but the depth of uranium one and the sale of yellow cake uranium uh, process refined uranium to a Russian company who then transferred it potentially is the story this is the hot story potentially transferred a lot of it to the Iranians who then transferred it to the North Koreans and so they knew about why they were doing this the people that were doing this the Clintons uh, who did, did this deal knew what was going on and the Iranians needed the money Hmm. released by the Obama administration to be able to buy that and do other things and develop their their war machine and their, their missile systems and everything else. Um, that money was desperately needed, and 
that a lot of that uranium moved on to North Korea. And if all of this stuff pans out and is found out to be true, you're looking at some serious charges of treason. Serious. Charges. Well, that's just another layer. I mean, of of treasonous activity. I mean, from the election stuff and some of the other things that are going on in the you know the collusion. Numerous charges. Numerous charges so heinous, and will all carry the sedition and treason um, charges with them. That I mean, when you hear about, and I wanted to ask James actually about who he thinks Q is. I I, I was very interested. Yeah, I, I knew we... And I forgot to. He said we only had so much time, so I was trying to squeeze a, a bunch in. But, you know, he seems like a cool guy, and hopefully will give us a give us a part two. But, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm anxious to see how these things are playing out, my friend. It's, uh, it's a crazy world we're living in, a crazy time. And, like I said, Michael Horowitz's Inspector General report has yet to come out. He was appointed by Obama in 2014, and he's going to be, when that drops, I Has mean... He been out? Or, or does he have to wait till Mueller's done? No, no. He, he's one of those, like, guys that stays in, you know, it's uh, beyond, like, who's in office. Um, I forget what the... How he they, has to remain neutral. He has to remain neutral and write down the truth. Well, the thing is, and I've said this before in other live interviews, well, this is our first time back in a while, he was yeah. requesting so much information from the Department of Justice through Eric Holder, et cetera, et cetera, and they were just like, all right, dude, all right, and they were just, you know, pretty much pacifying him because they thought Hillary would win, and then right. this would all go away, and when she didn't, it all just turned all of this upside down, and now he's really... And how many of those documents are now... Um, are taken and are hidden away now look electronic files exist we know that yeah so if trump's team wants them they're going to get them most likely but i know that there's a lot of documents massive amounts of documents that were removed by the last administration and will be stored in a vault in the obama library in chicago well you know a federal subpoena man you got to come off that right if that stuff gets subpoenaed it gets subpoenaed well yeah yeah, did Hillary unless a fire, unless a fire breaks, unless a fire breaks out in the Clinton house. Oh yeah, that's right, it did. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, and and how many blackberries and uh, well, and, again, I'm glad you just said the blackberry thing. I hope you know not to be not to indulge. I hope this isn't hope porn, champ. I hope this isn't something where they're gonna just run these guys out like the Awans. They charge those guys with bank fraud, bro. You know from our conversations what these fuckers were really involved in. You're talking about an espionage yeah, ring. So that's the thing is it's it's I Sessions is I sent you that uh, uh, Donald Trump tweet. I sent that to you. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. And and basically he at the end of it said, you know, why don't you ask Sessions? You know, yeah. exclamation points. And I'm telling you, it's a huge diversion. If Donald Trump which he, they've had the false arguments and, and whatever, you know, the rough waters between he and Sessions before months and months ago, he would have let Sessions go a long time. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. You know Trump, you know Trump would have been saying, just like on The Apprentice, you're fine. <laughs> well, same with Comey. Like, he got rid of Comey pretty quick. If, if Sessions yeah. was in any way he, out of pocket, yeah. Sessions, if Sessions wasn't doing his job, this whole thing's a diversion. Sessions is a diversion. Sessions behind the scenes is working his ass off and doing what he's supposed to do. Mueller, I'm still convinced, is not going after Trump because all the leaks that have come out have come out about the DNC, no, about Hillary Clinton, I agree. about the Podestas, about all these people on the left. And Mueller is the only one. That Mueller, damn it, Mueller. Mueller. <laughs> I hear the most. Mueller. It's spelled like Mueller. So there. I know, I'm just fucking with you. I'll, I'll call him Mueller. So, no, but Mueller, his investigation is what is causing those leaks. And I'm convinced that 
I mean, he's a former, he's a uh, retired Marine. Matt well, I, I think, Mattis. I think, like you said, Trump has stuff on him involving uranium one, so he has to play ball now. And I, and again, yeah. I think reading, you know, having my Captain Crunch decoder ring out, I think Weinstein, uh, uh, Rod, right, whatever the fuck his name, Rosenstein. I think his whole thing the other day, the way he said, you know, these people, man, they are very fastidious with their word usage. When he's like, yeah. no American willingly colluded, that that was the that was the code right there to say that there's nothing there. There is clearly more indictments to come. The IG's reports to come. So basically, that was his nice way of saying that. So, okay, all you hundreds of thousands of morons who joined these Facebook groups to go march and raise hell and bust windows. Yeah, you... You did that based on a Russian Facebook page. Did it for naught. But but th- th- this goes back to the conversation we had with James, man, and we've had it many times, the level of sophistication of this shit, man. That's why I'm so glad. You know, I, I know you're a, you know, hardcore, not, you know, you're an unapologetic Republican conservative, but you still have, you have the wherewithal in your thought process to see the gray, to see the nuance, and I'm the very same way. So it's like yeah, all... I'm not a Republican anymore. The thing is... Is, libertarian uh, or whatever i'm sorry i don't mean to put a label but my, my point is we're able to see the gray and we're hopefully we're reaching people who are we're, i'm seeing so much cognitive dissonance man since that report and since why uh the rosenstein said he pretty much said what he said and he shut down the collusion everyone is still insisting on it. there's still a group of people who will continue to insist on it, no matter what anybody says just because their hatred overshadows their their ability to really kind of uh, critically think on what's actually going on like we do we see all the time dude equal opportunity opportunity roasters we are here dude just think of the clogs and the gray matter in this country <laughs> between people's ears who are convinced by all this clickbait, man, it's it's rough. It's rough to even listen to them. And you know, I I I've gotten to the point where I think I'm gonna just quit commenting on anything on Twitter and Facebook and just put out positive things, positive stories, um, training, you know, training tips, whatever. And we'll just do our podcast. And I'm I'm just gonna keep posting those. That is that is exactly my lane, bro. Listen to them. And people can listen to them and do their thing because um there's. There's no way. I mean, I've gotten through. I've gotten through to quite a few people. I have. I've converted. I've had some hard left people convert and at least go. You know what? You you're right. Yep, you're <laughs> right again. Yep, yep. Okay, you guys know what you're talking about. So that has happened, but it's not worth battling one on one. No, there's 325 no. million people in this country. No, nope. I'm not willing to go through half. <laughs> Well, that's why I commend you, man. When I watch you go out with people on Facebook, I'm like, I, I'm with it. I mean, part of my, I, I'm, I'm with your energy as far. But it's just like nobody's convincing anybody on thing, anything on Facebook. Nobody's changing each other's minds. It just becomes this back and forth battle, and then it becomes ad hominem attacks. You idiot. You more. You know what I mean? So it's just like, like I said, I just do. My, this is where I do my venting. This is where I say my piece. I'll occasionally chime in a little bit on the face space, but you know, th- this is our venue right here. This is the conspiracy also, farm. Uh, speaking of. Um where we do our venting, you know, we've got uh, a, another fellow Iowan that's going to come on soon to one of our episodes, Tom Arnold. Yeah. Uh, he and I go back and forth. We've been messaging on Twitter, and we talk back and forth a little bit here and there over the past year. And I'm looking forward to having him come on uh, a, a soon-to-be episode. Also, Tim James, the genius from chemicalfreebody.com. One of our sponsors, absolutely. Yep. And then... Um, got some other ones lined up don't we we do we do i, I would rather uh, i'd rather wait till we get it locked in but uh, let's just say for us former secret servicemen will be joining us here uh fairly soon on the program 
Um, I, I got to say it. I got to say it. Stan Bongino. Okay. Well, you know. So there. Stan I just, our, ladies and gentlemen, I will just want to say again, thank you all of our listeners, man. Seriously, Pat, I got a message from freaking Nigeria last week asking where the fuck we were. So it's like, I, awesome. we're over in a hundred countries and you know, Pat and I, you know, we love this. Right? Over 130. It's people. a lot, bro. It's a lot. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, please don't think our our absence has anything to do with us, you know, blowing this off. We are unfortunately, unless you, unless you know a millionaire who wants to finance this without changing the content of our show. You know what we need? That's what we need. We need that guy. We're just busy. We're very busy people. I'm Absolutely. Traveling all over the country every week. You're working jobs. You got all kinds of stuff going on. You're doing your thing, chasing tail. You know, <laughs> we got to pay these gimmicks called bills. So obviously, click the PayPal link. On on this video or on the SoundCloud or all of it to do whatever you can, man, because all of it go, all the proceeds go to keeping, uh, keeping the machine fueled up and well oiled and uh, moving forward. Because I'm telling you, man, I miss this microphone. I miss talking to my man Pat here. I miss doing this. I can't wait for the next few weeks and episodes and things to come. Um, Tear it up. We, we, we're Tear definitely going to do it. So thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you to our sponsors, Iowa Bison. If you want some nice protein chunk bison, go to iowabison.com. If you want to look styling and profiling like Mr. The Nature Boy, Rick Flair, go check out the Gentleman's Cooperative, ladies and gentlemen, there at the Penthouse in Chicago. Beautiful suits. And Beautiful they, will get, suits. they will get you fitted just right. If you need to get your firearms game up, ladies and gentlemen, go check out NH Firearms LLC and my man Michael White. Congratulations on your retirement, my friend. And... Um, yeah, that's about it, ladies and gentlemen. It's good to be back, champ. Good to see you. I'm good, my friend. I'm good. I'm good to go. This is beautiful to be back. All right, brother. Until, ladies Thanks. and gentlemen, next time, stay tuned. There will always be more. Peace.